Crazy Effing Mommy, episode 129. How are you doing? I'm Elise DeLucci, your host. We are here in my living room on the Upper East Side. Just a quick housekeeping note. We are going to be taking a short hiatus. No episode next week because I will be in the motherland. I can't wait to tell you all about it. I, I, I've been there before. Just so you know, I got a friend, comedian, Marla, she's funny, Marla Schultz, if you're listening, hi, she's like, oh, you, you gotta go on, like, a tour, a Kentucky tour, um, first of all, Kentucky tours, wasn't that from, like, the real world MTV, like, a, does that still exist, she's like, no, you need to go on a tour, I'm not going on a tour, my grandmother said the same exact thing, At on Christmas Day, she's like, you need to go on a Mario Perillo tour, I'm like, Mario Perillo's dead, okay, Nani? I think he he's he's six feet under. She's like, no, no, the son, the 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 son, he runs the tours. I why why I don't want to go on a tour. I'm young. I I I could. I, bah, bah, bah. More importantly, I lived in Italy. I lived there when I was in college. I lived in Rome. I went to the American University of Rome. I had a fabulous time. I went back as an adult. Um, well, that actually was, oh God, that was some story. I went back to Italy when I was 24 with the tooth. We went to a wedding in Siena in Tuscany. It was in a castle. It was gorgeous, beautiful couple, Matt and Heidi. Uh, they're, they're a lovely British couple. Here's the thing. I had such panic. I left early, like back to New York. I fled back to New York. This is why the tooth, you know, this is why, this is why he thinks that, you know, we, this is why we had problems. Because you take me to the motherland and I have to immediately come back to New York. That's how New York is on. New York is this, New York is this is what we do. We're like, I can't, I can't wait to get the F out of here. I need to get on a plane. I need to get away. I need to clear my head. We land somewhere else and we're like, oh my God, get me home. I can't wait to get home. The thing is, here's the thing, that we we were at a beautiful wedding in Siena in a beautiful castle, and the wedding was fabulous, and it was under the stars, and the food was gorgeous, and the bride was gorgeous, and the music was fun, and the dancing was questionable, bunch of Brits. But, but the thing, it, it, we stayed at the castle after the wedding. Every, all the guests stayed on the grounds of the castle. It was the summer. The castle had no working kitchen because this is an ancient, it was like an ancient ruin. It had no working kitchen, no commercial kitchen, and no catering was brought in, okay? So there we were, a day or two after the wedding, lounging by the pool, which is just was like, you know, a pool and grass around it, an in-ground pool of grass around it, and uh, just gallon jugs of wine, white wine, not even red. We're, we're in Tuscany. No Chianti. What, what's going on? Not a morsel of food. I had a full-blown panic attack. I said to Paul, first of all, my blow dryer blew out, so I can't even do my hair properly, even though I had the European plug. Of course I did. I can't do my hair, and, and, I, and I'm dying of starvation, and, and I'm in Italy. I I, I, I did not take Xanax then. I had no nothing. I, I wish I had a Xanax, a, 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 a marijuana leaf, a, 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 a shroom, anything, anything. Oh, my God. And I left. I had to go. I couldn't. I couldn't take it. I got right on the first flight. I, I went to Rome. 
I, I and I came back to New York, and then you know, like we were broken up. And he, oh my God, he was so mad at me. But what, I, I can't. I have problems. I can't be places without food. I, you know, I really, I, you know what? I regret leaving. It's one of my life regrets. I, I can't believe I did that. I mean, it was like 15 years ago now. I do, yes, the tooth, I'm sorry. But how do you have a wedding with no food? I mean, just, just a thought. I mean, you know, like how do you, how do you have the guests stay with no food? I don't know. Anyway, fact of the day, Hello Kitty has a name. It's Kitty White, and we'll get back to that in a second. I, I have a real Sanrio uh, obsession. That's the, the brand, you know, Sanrio makes Hello Kitty. This is why I was so unpopular in high school. I thought walking around high school with a Sanrio spotty dotty plastic pocketbook was stylish. I mean, this is why I didn't have a lot of friends. And yes, for all you people listening that went to high school with me, you'll be like, that's not true. You had tons of friends. No, I didn't. You people weren't particularly nice to me. I had a disco ball in my locker, and I had a car that I named Baloney M. Shishkabob. I don't know why. It was a Dodge Shadow. I wasn't popular. That's, 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 that's the story. That's my story. That's what happened. Anyway. So the dolls want a dog. Oh, God. They want a dog or a baby. Both things very rewarding, of course. Both things completely life-changing and amazing. Both things absolutely exhausting. And, and I, you know, just so you know, I always wanted to have a third baby. That was always, like, on my list of things because I'm one of three. Paul, the tooth, he didn't want a third. He just wanted two. He'll listen to this and be like, that's not true, lovely. I wanted, I wanted five children. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. He's one or two. He only wanted two. He said to me, I remember, he said, if you want to have a third baby, if you want to have a third baby, then you have, we have to move out of the city. Why? Why? Have you ever seen Nine by Design? The Bravo show? They had seven kids in Manhattan. Why? Why? We could do whatever we want. That's the beauty of life. That's the beauty of living your own life. You could do whatever you want to do. But I always wanted three. And you know, Chris, this one, this guy, okay, he tells me he definitely wants a kid. He definitely wants a baby. The other day, he says to me, mm, I think maybe, like, if it's a one through ten, I'm maybe now at like a seven out of ten on scale of wanting a baby. Seven out of ten? You were ten out of ten a couple of years ago. What are you, are you changing? And I said, you know what, you better Get your act together really fast, okay? Because I'm about to shut down the factory, okay? And and I'm not going to be changing two diapers, if you know what I'm saying, because we got the age difference, okay? <sighs> so I took the girls to City Pups, which is a pet store down in Chelsea. I know, I know, I know. I don't know if it's like a puppy phone. I don't know. I don't even want to think about it, but I wanted... We didn't go to get a dog. We went to have a lesson, to show them what a little tiny, adorable puppy is like. A lot of energy, yappy, a lot needy, and adorable, adorable, but tons of work, tons of work. And uh, I don't, I, you know, and, I, and I'm, I'm not saying I, I would, I don't even know if I would get from the dog store. And I don't want to get canceled, you know, before I even happen. So you can't, you can't get canceled before you happen, people. See, this is not the thing. But... <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I was at my aunt's house in Connecticut, my mom's sister and uh, my auntie. And, you know, this is how fabulous my auntie is. 
My auntie, I call her auntie because she was living in London when I was born. And the British people call, they don't say aunt, they say aunt. So when I was born, she was living in London and she wanted to be referred to as auntie, like all the British children referred to their aunts. So anyway, I was at my auntie's house in Connecticut and her husband, Andrew, and I don't call him uncle because they got married when I was older. And you know, that's weird. Who cares? You get it. Anyway, moving on. He told me that there's a lot of adorable, wonderful, loving dogs available at the shelters right now because a lot of people, you know, they needed a pandemic pup, a pandemic companion, and then the world opened up and they were like, the hell with this animal. I know, it's terrible, it's terrible. So, yes, if we get a dog, I'll probably adopt, yada, yada, the whole thing. But I don't know, it's a lot of work, and I told Chris, he has to... Take care of it. Like, help me take care of it. And, you know, maybe that's even financially take care of it. I don't know. I don't know. What's a dog walk of these? Walk? What do they get in these days? $15 a walk? He wants a dog. He does. But last time I checked, he doesn't live here. What do you want a dog? Play with it when you're here and then go. Get the hell out of here. You get the whole thing. You don't get half the th- half a dog. Anyway. Do you know your clothing size? Anytime I get asked my clothing size, I say I'm a size 2 to 24. Because it's true. It's true. I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. You know, and that's some of the strategies, as we know, of the stores, right? Like New York and Co., are they still open? I loved to go in there. I didn't, I wasn't like the biggest fan, except when they had those velour jumpsuits. They were, they were good. But I loved to go there because I was like a extra, extra small because they made their stuff extra, extra big, you know? Old Navy's the same way, going to Old Navy. I'm like, oh my God, I'm a two. I'm not a two, I'm a 12. Like what? And you know, it's only like top of mind because I read an article uh, about Hollywood and old Hollywood and how uh, in the 50s and the 60s, you know, the sizes were totally different, right? And Americans since then, because we're fat asses, we got physically larger and and uh, <clears throat> so brand shifted the metrics. So let me tell you, in 1958, a size 12, do you know what that is in today's size? In 1958, if you were a size 12, what size are you today? Here's a trivia. It's a size 6. That's right, size 6. So then, of course, I got into the internet rabbit hole. I saw look at Natalie Wood, who I love. Oh, my God. She played, by the way, Gypsy Rosalie, the original Gyps. Is that my daughter? No. Okay. Uh, she was so adorable. I loved her. Natalie Wood. Okay. She was a size 10 in the 50s. Do you know what she would be today? Double zero. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Taylor. Everybody's like, oh, Elizabeth Taylor, picture of beauty, picture of glamour, voluptuous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She was a 12. Sure. Great. Make us feel great. No. And today, today, she would have been a two or a four. Back in the 50s and the 60s, she was the 12. And if that was then, this is today's size is 2 to 4. Okay, same Marilyn Monroe, we all love. Look, she was also a 12. In today's clothing sizes, 4 to 8. Okay, people? You know what size I would have been in the 50s? A size 35. That, that <laughs> that's, that's the size I would have been. <laughs> and speaking of sizes and all of that, I had to make my will... I know. Chris is like, out of all the people that don't have a will, 
you don't have well I said you know because I was married and then I got the babies and then I you know we both worked it was busy I I put a very specific line in my will when I die God forbid knock on wood this is plywood but it's still wood when I die and I'm in the box I need to be wearing leopard okay that's it so Gabrielle if you're listening you're my younger sister you're 15 years younger than me leopard that's it and and then I also put I also put in the will I have a very specific place I need to be waked at Frank Campbell funeral parlor that's my favorite funeral parlor so I'm Madison Avenue it is not the best funeral parlor in New York City. It is not the best funeral parlor in the United States. It is the best funeral parlor in the world, okay? Everybody who's anybody has been waked there, people, okay? Let me let me just read you a few names. I mean, I know them for the most part. Okay, and by the way, let me just say this. I performed there, you know, during the pandemic. I had a viral video because they were giving out free sandwiches, donuts, and hot chocolates on the street. I mean, who does this? Only the world's best funeral parlor and and then they they hired me and a few other comedians and we put on a comedy show for the Upper East Side unfortunately though when I did that show it, I hadn't been on stage in like 10 months so I was like a little weird for whatever reason being in front of all these people and you know I was in a funeral chapel so if you want to have us back the answer is yes but anyway everybody who's anybody was wake there Joan Rivers, Heath Ledger, Notorious B.I.G., Greta Garbo, oh my god, Judy Garland, Gershwin, Rada Hayworth, Heavy D, Michael Jackson, Oleg Cassini, Dominic Dunn, great documentary in Netflix if you haven't watched it, Joan Crawford, Walter Concrete, Celia Cruz, Mario Cuomo, oh my, did I say Judy Garland, did I say, I mean, every, just everybody. Let me have my last performance in the place where all the stars are. Thank you. Even if I don't ever make it to be a headlining comic, I will headline Frank Campbell Funeral Parlor when I'm with me and my lifeless body. That's it. That that's what I want. That's what my my attorney Valerie Rakes, who did my will, very nice girl, single mom, gave me a discount by the way because I'm not married. Sorry if you don't do that for other ladies, Valerie, but I think she would. She's down on Wall Street. I recommend her. She doesn't know I'm saying this. Maybe I, she'll be upset. I, whatever. Get over it. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You're very nice. I really do like you. She's a single mom with a couple kids, and and uh, she was like, oh, you, yeah, you don't have a husband. All right, I'll give you a discount. I'm like, yay. Like, mm, I love you. Now I want you to do everything for me, right? But <laughs> she... She was like, "These are this is a very unusual request. Like you're basically saying you must be waked in a certain place, and 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 you need to wear leopard. Like really, like what? I said that's just what I want. That that that's that's what I that's what I request. Like death is a part of life, right? It's a circle of I don't want to have to talk about it. I don't want to think about it. I can't be. I can barely wrap my head around it. I have these existential thoughts all the time. It's like, and then to think about death. Oh God." But you know what? All right, so if I die, at least can I die on my own terms? I mean, you know, and I, I also have a very special clause I put in my will. I made it up. I think it's nice. I think I, I wanted to tell you guys just in case, you know, I don't know. Maybe you like it too. Should I go early? Well, whenever. I want Paulie the Tooth, who, you know, we're very close and knows all my stuff and whatever. He has to give my daughters each a piece of my jewelry 
on their birthdays. So birthday gift from mommy every year until it runs out. Should I go early or, or whatever, whatever. Isn't that nice? I thought it made me cry when I when I actually came up with it. <laughs> Valerie said it was sweet and it was, it was sweet. Wait, is it Valerie Rakes or Vicky Rakes? I actually think it's Vicky Rakes, which rhymes with Ricky Lake, which what happened to her. Anyway, okay, okay. TV talk. Oh my God. Oh my God. You are going to love this. This, I am so, okay. If you like Turner Classic movies, if you like old movies like me, there is such a beautiful movie out right now. Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. You have to watch this movie with your sisters, your girlfriends, your husband, even with your mother. I told my grandmother, you know, she's 92. I said, Nani, we she, we have to watch it. She's going to watch it with Auntie this week. Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. It's a, such a nice story. Even Chris, he was like, I love it. It's um, it's about a British older woman. Like, I don't know. I think she's in her 60s. She's a cleaning lady. And she works for these royals, lords and ladies, whatever. And she sees this dress in a closet. And she falls in love with this dress, this Christian Dior dress. And the whole movie is about how she gets or doesn't get that dress. And it's so nice. It just, it's such a nice movie. It's nothing gross. There's no profanity. There's no murder. Like, it's, it's just a lovely movie. And speaking also of movies that I can't wait to come out, because this already came out and obviously I saw it. Judy Bloom, hello. Dear God, are you there? It's me, Margaret. Famous book 50 years ago, Young Girls, who are listening to this. It's an adorable Judy Bloom book about a young girl, 11, 12, 13, whatever, moves out of the city into the suburbs. And it's all about her contemplating life and this and that and, and friends and relationships all throughout her little pu uh, pre-pubescent period. And um, I can't wait to see it. And Rachel McAdams is playing. I don't know who she plays. Not the young girl, obviously. But she, and I love Rachel. She, you know, she was in The Notebook. Isn't she a doll? Like, she's such a doll. Her face could be a porcelain doll. That's how, I love her. I love her. You, I don't love her as much. No, I do. I love you, Rachel. But you know what I love more? I love the carrot cake that I made. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Get a pen. You gotta get, you have a pen? You have a pen? Or like, your text, or your phone. Okay, here's the deal. I have all these magazines. I'm looking in my library um, right now as I'm talking to. Um, I have I get all the Cooks Illustrated, Ladies Home Journal. I, I I save all these magazines, you know. And I have like a, like like a banana, like and I dog ear them, and I got post its post it stuck and re recipes and da 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 da. And uh, I and I and I you know and I page through them from time to time if I'm in the mood for something. And I got this recipe, I found this recipe, stumbled upon this recipe for carrot cake. And, you know, I, I changed it up a little bit because I'm Italian. So this is what Italian women do, okay? If you give an Italian-American woman a recipe, I, even an Italian woman, Italian, Italian, you give an Italian woman a recipe and she'll be like, oh, I made it. It was delicious. I, 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 I put my own twists on it. Oh, I, I, I eliminated the basil. I, I, I put oregano. Oh, you know what? Instead of the raisins, I threw in a cup of cranberries. Italian, for whatever reason, Italian people, Italian women, we can't just give you. You can't, no. You can't just take the recipe and make it as is. There's like, 
I would say like 88% of Italian women, they'll take your recipe. And then they're going to put their own spin on it. Soctor it up because they know better. And I'm, listen, who am I? I do the exact same shit. <laughs> okay, but get the pen because this carrot cake is really something. And let me tell you. I had a crazy craving for carrot cake. Oh, oh! I don't know what came over me. I was nuts for carrot cake. I was like, I need, I need carrot cake. And my Aunt Lisa, who lives in Tribeca, who's my father's younger sister, I lived with her when I was in high school. Long story. I'll, you'll read about it in the book, But uh, which coming out end of March, maybe now early April, but it's coming. And um, she makes the most delicious carrot cake, so much so that every time I would stay at her house, and even still to this day, anytime I'm with her, she makes or brings me a cake or a muffin or something, carrot muffin. When I was a little girl, there was a space, you know, I was, I don't know, 16, whatever. There was a little commercial rental space available on Chamber Street, little tiny, you know, slice of a space. And I was like, you got to open a bakery there. And by the way, this is when Chamber Street was terrible. I used to stay because it was. I don't if you're from New York, you're listening. It was, it was a horror Chamber Street. And I, when I would stay with her, she would say, don't walk down Chamber Street. It's so bad. You know, and of course I did anyway. But, but you know, and I we, we saw this little rental space. And I was like, you got to open a little mini muffin store. Like everybody will buy your muffins, your carrot muffins. Because they, 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 they're the best. They were the best. And this, by the way, isn't just one of those memories, you know, like when you have memories of when something tastes good, like, you know, how you think the Entenmann's chocolate chip, small chocolate chip cookies were so delicious when you were growing up and then you have one now and you're like, they're not that delicious. It's no, hug carrot cake is still delicious. So I almost texted for the recipe and then I was like, you want to know what? Forget it. I'm going to go through my books. I'm just going to see what I have. Oh, the recipe I'm about to read to you. I have it written down right here. Um, it it says in the recipe that you could make it in two eight inch round eight or nine inch round baking pans, with the idea that obviously when it's done you would put the cream, you know, buttercream or whatever kind of cream, cream cheese, whatever, and make like a a layered carrot cake. I didn't do that because I used my bunt pan. Any any excuse I have. To use my bump pan, I use it. I love it. I wanted to make a carrot castle. That's what I did. I made a carrot castle. I took the bump pan. It's a William Sonoma Gold Touch. I love it. I sprayed it with the Pam spray. I, I don't have time for the butter. I can't. Buttering a bunt pan that has all the, the crevices. Too much. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I gave it a good spray. And and then and I made the cake. So this is these here it is. Two cups all-purpose flour, two teaspoons baking powder, two teaspoons baking soda, two teaspoons ground cinnamon, pinch of salt, three cups of grated carrots. I use the blade on my uh, food processor, my Cuisinart food processor. One cup of coarsely chopped walnuts or pecans. I didn't have walnuts. I used pecans. One cup of sweetened shredded coconut. Mine was stale. I use it anyway. Didn't matter. Half a cup of raisins, golden, dark, whatever you have. It also says you can put the cranberries in fine. Two cups granulated sugar, one cup of vegetable oil, and four large eggs. Okay, this is how you do it. You know how to do it. I'm going to tell you anyway. Preheat the oven to 350. You grease the pan, right? 
in a little bowl, just whisk together the dry ingredients. The flour, the cinnamon, the baking powder, the baking soda, and the sugar. Set that aside. In my KitchenAid mixer, if you don't have one, you know, you use the bowl and you do it yourself or use the hand mixer. Mix together the granulated sugar and the oil, okay? That's, that's what we're doing here. And then once that's smooth, add an egg in one at a time. So add the four eggs in, add them in one at a time, you know, beat them all up, get it all mixed up, then put in the shredded carrots, the nuts, the, the, the raisins, the coconut, mix it all together, and then pour a little bit at a time while the thing, the mixing is still going, the dry ingredients. Get it all mixed up nice, nice. Pour it in to the pan. I use the bunt pan. And then you're going to bake it. And when you bake it, it's, it, okay, anywhere from 40 to 55 minutes. I know, this is a long time for, like, a, a, a long, you know, stretch of time. But everybody's oven is different. We know this. My cake cooked in, a, at, I think, about like 51, 52 minutes. That's, you know, and that how, you know, you do the knife. If it comes out clean, then it's done. And by the way, if you're using a bunt pan and you don't know, which I know you do, you put the plate on the side of the bunt pan. You hold the plate. You get a pot holder. And, you know, you like hold it. I'm doing it in like as if you could see me. Well, if you can, if you watch YouTube. And you flip it over, and then the cake comes out on the plate. Let it rest. Let it rest for a little bit. And then, voila, carrot castle. You won't regret it. This is so delicious with the coconut and the nuts and the rape. And honestly, I, I felt very healthy eating this. I mean, you know, fine. Oil and sugar. I was like, well, it's carrots, hello. And... And by the way, if you want to do a, a, an icing or something, the recipe ha had some icing or some special cream. I, I didn't bother. I cut myself a slice. I smeared it with a little cream cheese. That's how I ate it. And it was beautiful. If you really want to be a fanciest, you know, you could take a cream cheese and put a little vanilla, mix it together, you know, make your own fancy cream cheese. Obviously, Ready Whip is delicious, but I can't have that in my house because all I do is open the fridge, squirt it down the throat. It's a problem. Um, and so that's it. Carrot Castle, so delicious. If you make it, let me know. And on the food note, Girl Scouts, really? Change their names for the cookie. <sighs> needed a cup of stale coffee, a sip of stale coffee. This is old news. The Girl Scouts changed the cookie names in 2021. Fine. I'm just finding out about it now because my friend's kid posted, a, you know, she posted a link, buy the cookies from us, whatever. And I'm like, so where's the Samoas? Where's the tagalongs? And I'm like, Carmel Delights, what, what are these? And I'm like, did we have cancel culture? Did Samoas, is there like, What? Is it, did they get can't please life is so confusing don't cancel have cancer culture on the girl scout cookies out of all things really we're canceling cookie names give me f and break no and then i found out the real reason why they changed the name is well little history in 1930 when the girl scout started they used to bake the cookies by hand and then they farmed out the work to all these commercial bakers right the baker uh, the commercial baking places and uh, and then they whittled it down. So two commercial kitchens have the contract for the Girl Scout cookies. And it's, uh, I have it here, ABC Bakers and Little Brownie Bakers. ABC Bakers 
and Little ba- Brownie Bakers are the two commercial kitchens that do the Girl Scout cookies. And here's the thing. Those two kitchens name the cookies different. So one of those places calls them Samoas and Tagalongs and the da da. And the other one has this other Fugazi names. Okay, so here. Samoas, here's the name change. Samoas are Carmel Delights. Dosey Dos are now peanut butter sandwiches. Tagalongs are now peanut butter cookies, because that's not confusing. And tree foils are now shortbreads. What are these two kitchens being run by Italian people? Like Italian women that are like, we got our own name. We don't want to share the same name. That that's what it, that's exactly what I thought when I heard this. I was like, this is ridiculous. It's ridiculous, you know? And by the way, they make these two kitchens, you'll die. 200 million cookies a year. They pump out, churn out 200 million cookies a year. And the Girl Scouts sell $800 million worth of cookies every year. Good for you, girls. Good for you. What are the Boy Scouts making every year? Yeah, ah, bupkis. What do the Boy Scouts sell? They sell popcorn. Did you know? The Boy Scouts, the Boy Scouts, this, first of all, my hair, I got to fix it. Hold on. Oh, God. It, my hair is looking like a, like, a, like, a, like a lunatic. The Boy Scouts sell popcorn, okay? I never had a Boy Scout knock on my door. I never saw a Boy Scout link to buy my popcorn. The Boy Scout, I don't know, what do they think? Jobs and money, it's just handed to them. But the Girl Scouts, they're just killing it. Since 1930, Girl Scouts, you are killing the game. Girl Scouts America, I love you. I love the things you do. Good for you. Daisies and brownies and cadets, you and your green berets and your sashes with the patches. I was a Girl Scout. I love that you girls are selling, putting foot feet to pavement, or you're convincing your parents to go around the office and do the deals for you. You know, you're really smart. You are making serious bank, and the boys. Do, I don't know what they're doing. They're doing nothing. And I, I like the, you know what the Girl Scouts do, by the way, just so you know. If you didn't like them, here's another reason to like them. With any unsold cookies, the Girl Scouts donate them to uh, food pantries and charities. There you go. That's how we do it, girls. Thank you. That's it. But maybe we could have kept the names just consistent. Just saying. Just, who am I? Just some mother with a... Sugar, t- <laughs> what's a sweet tooth? Okay, I have a weird obsession with Hello Kitty, as I told you. So I've a Japanimation anime. It's not really Hello Kitty, but I kind of lump it into the same Sanrio, Spotty Dottie. Oh my God, my Melody. I think she was. Is she Hello Kitty's sister or best friend? I like me, my Aunt Lisa from Tribeca, and my sister. Anytime we see anything with Hello Kitty in it in the store, we're like the more madness register. Cha-ching, you've made a sale. We buy it. Like it, it's it's ridiculous. Like I used to have a can of Hello Kitty soda on my library as an art piece, and people would be like, "Why do you have this piece of shit on you?" And I'd be like, "No, no, it's art. Like it, it's art. It's it, it's art." And the only reason why I'm telling you this, ladies, is because Igloo coolers has a cooler with Hello Kitty on it, and I just died for it. I loved it. So cute. And I thought it made a cute gift. Like, if I have to buy somebody a gift, and I wanted to get the cooler and then put stuff in it. The annoying thing about this, though, is nobody's buying those hard, 
you know, top handle cooler. Who buys those anymore? All you can fit in it is a six pack and a couple of peanut butter and jelly Sammies. I mean, really? Like, you can't even fit a Tupperware of sausage and peppers in there for the beach. Like, it's no strap, nothing. But they do have, they do have, I should say, a Hello Kitty cooler bag with the strap. But it's not as cool because it's like black and red. The cooler itself is pink. And um, it's... uh. $30 or $35 at igloocoolers.com. But I I have to say this to you, Sanrio. Okay? I wondered always through the years why people love Hello Kitty so much, like myself. And I read it. Her big head, the white face, the cute little face, the little tiny bow is a little Easter egg, little surprise and delight. Very adorable. Here's the one problem I have with HK. Kitty White. She has no mouth. Why? Is this because in Japanese culture, women tend to be subservient? I I, I don't want to be canceled before I've even happened, as we've already talked about. But I I, I think we should put a mouth on that kitty. Just just saying. And I almost was going to use another word. A mouth on, I think we should put a mouth on that pig. No, I think we should, actually, I was going to say, I think we should put some lips on that kitty. And then in my head, I was like, I think we should put some lips on that pig. And then I thought, you know what? My my phone would be blowing. Hawaii, what are you turning into? What a filthy, you, how were you, well, you weren't raised like this. So I'm not, not saying that. But it would be nice if we put some lips on big kitty's head. That's all, that's all I got to say. And on the cartoon note, Here's your quote of the day from Calvin uh, from Calvin and Hobbes. Remember the comic strips? Weren't those good old days when we would open the newspaper on a Sunday and see the funnies? I loved Kathy. She was always screaming about her weight, the tears coming out of her eyes. Okay, here's the quote from Calvin. It's so cute. Calvin saying, everyone seeks happiness. Not me, though. The difference between me and the rest of the world, happiness isn't good enough for me. I demand euphoria. Said to you by little Calvin of Calvin and Hobbes, I am Elise DeLucci, and I always appreciate you for listening. And by the way, thank you for coming out to Bananas to see me and Nikki Smigs out in Rutherford, New Jersey, if you were there. I took some nice pictures, great fans, and then I headlined a, a show in the smaller room at Governor's uh, a couple weeks ago out on Long Island. It sold out. Thank you to everybody. I cannot wait to see you on the road as we get more into 2023, and I cannot wait to tell you all about my La Dolce Vita Italian adventures coming soon. I'm Elise DeLucci, the Italian mother you didn't know you needed. This is episode 129, and I love to love you, baby. I love you, baby.